Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. 14, and just hold your spot there. And then while I'm giving you some passages, you can jot them down and you can take a look at those later and feed yourself on the Word of God later. Amen? And uh, take some time with the Lord. But so far we've looked at the, f- the fact that the Holy Spirit is called God. The Holy Spirit is eternal and actually is God. The Holy Spirit is omniscient. He is omnipresent and He is omnipotent. That means He's all-knowing, He's everywhere, and He's all-powerful. Those are fancy words for all-knowing, all-powerful, and present everywhere. Amen? And so we also see, though, that He has foreknowledge. And if you want a passage reference for that, Acts 1.16, um, it says this, Men and brethren, this is, I believe, Peter. He said, This scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke before by the mouth of David concerning Judas. In other words, David prophesied by the Holy Spirit that Judas would do what he was going to do because of the foreknowledge of God. So we know that the Holy Spirit is God because the Holy Spirit has foreknowledge. And we saw that in Acts chapter 1, verse 16. It's also in Psalms 69, 25. And it's also in Psalms 109, 8. Like I said, I'm just going to go through these and give you some references to jot down. Then we also see that the the Holy Spirit, of course, is God because He is love. We see in Romans 15, 30. Now, I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me. You know, I, I find it interesting. Paul's a preacher, and he asked the congregations to pray for him. In today's church, the congregations ask the preacher to pray for them. Well, I ask you. Strive together with me in prayers. Amen? You have authority too. Now, why would Paul ask that? Because he's taught the church about their authority in Christ. So he can make a demand on what's already been placed within them. Amen? All right, so we see that the Holy Spirit is God because he's the spirit of love. Who else is called love? The Bible says God is right. Um, We know that the Holy Spirit is God because he's attributed with divine works. We see in Job 33, 4, the Spirit of God has made me and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. We see in Genesis 1, 2, the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was what? Hovering. You know, the Holy Spirit had the first hoverboard. (laughs) Sorry, these thoughts just go through my head. It's like, that is phenomenal. (laughs) All right. I'm still waiting for my hover car. They told me in grade school by the 2000s. Just tells you how old I am. All right, so Psalm 104.30 says, You send forth your spirit, they are created. Psalm 104.30, and you renew the face of the earth. Isn't that powerful? Somebody said the earth is the earth is going under. No, it's being renewed by the spirit of God. And as long as I need it and you need it, it'll be here. Amen. The word renew means to renew, repair and rebuild. That's what it means. So we're safe. We also see that the Holy Spirit is God because of prophecy. In 2 Samuel 23, 2, the Spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and His Word was on my tongue. 
The God of Israel, the rock of Israel, spoke to me. He who rules over men must be just ruling in the fear of God. How many know we could use that? Those who rule over us, amen? That's what we're believing for and voting for. But we see here that the Spirit of the Lord is called what? The God of Israel and the rock of Israel. So we know that in prophecy that the Holy Spirit is God. In intercession, Romans 8, 26. The Holy Spirit is God. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Holy Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings, sighs, cries, and groans, which cannot be uttered. Do you know you can actually pray without uttering language, formed words? Did you know that? Okay, you see that right there in Romans 8, 26 through 27. So the Holy Spirit, we see that the Holy Spirit is God because he participated in the writing of Scripture, 2 Peter 1.21. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were what? Moved by the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, the Holy Spirit can move me anytime he wants. Amen. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Somebody say profitable. For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Inspiration of God literally means God breathed or the breath of God, which is Ruach or Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit. So we see also that the Holy Spirit is God because he gives us divine guidance. Mark 13, 11. But when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak. But whatever is given to you in that hour, speak that, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. See, a yielded vessel never runs out of words. Say this with me. Because I have the Holy Spirit, I always have the right words. Hallelujah. It's good, isn't it? How many that blesses you? Come on, the more, I, the more promises I find, I'm like, ooh, I got that one. I'm rich. No, I'm not just talking about being blessed. I'm rich in promises. There's enough here to keep you busy for as long as you're going to have a foot here on the dirt until you go back to dirt. Amen? All right. Praise God. All right. Let's wrap up with this. The promise of the Holy Spirit. And then next week we'll get into Acts chapter 1 and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and all that good stuff. John 14 verse 15. The promise of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. We looked at that. He has all these, all these characteristics of God. And then Jesus sends him to us. We've looked at this before, but I want to go through it just briefly again. John 14, 15. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But what? You know him. Say it with me. I know him. For he dwells with you. For he dwells with you and will be in you. Now this scripture here in verse 17. It says he will be in them. Because they weren't born again yet. Because Jesus hadn't completed the work on the cross. But after Jesus completed it. See we could read this scripture. He is in me. He's not going to will be in me. He is in me. Amen. Jesus said I will not leave you as orphans. Somebody say I'm not an orphan. 
<laughs> you are not an orphan. People say, but I don't have a physical mom and dad. You are not an orphan. You have God as your father. Amen? There is no person. I know, I, know, I know our culture and I know the psychology that's gotten into the church. And there's this idea that, oh, you know, this was shorted. And now this person can't ever be what they're supposed to be. It's a lie. Through the provision of God and your faith accessing that fact and those truths and those graces, you can be everything that you've been created to be. Even if your parents were sorry. <laughs> sorry, is that too true? Is that too true for some? <laughs> Even if they were sorry, your Father in heaven is not caught off guard and He has provision for you. Amen? You're not an orphan. You have a Father in heaven. So we see that Jesus did what? The promise, he gave us the promise of the Holy Spirit. That he prayed to the Father. And this is what we looked at before. But how many know when Jesus prays to God, you might get an answer? <laughs> how many think all of Jesus' prayers get answered? Every single time. And what did he do while he was on the earth? He said, I'm going to pray to the Father. And I'm going to ask him to send you another helper, another comforter. And so the Holy Spirit um, was being sent after Jesus. Or was sent after Jesus was crucified and raised from the dead. Another means one of the same sort. So really you have the helper, the Holy Spirit. It is just as if Jesus is walking with you in person. Actually, it's better. Because if I'm talking to Jesus and you want to, you have to wait till I'm done. And what if I'm really chatty and won't shut up? And every time you go to open your mouth, I talk again. You could get irritated. But with the Holy Spirit being... <laughs> you're in a safe place. You, while, while I'm talking to the Lord and the Holy Spirit, you could say, Holy Spirit, tell Sean to shut up. <laughs> How many know God's not in heaven like the old operator? <laughs> yes, who would you like to talk to? And he's plugging in here, and he's plugging in here, and then he's plugging in here. He is not, Jesus on the main line can talk to anybody. He can talk to all of us at once. He is not overwhelmed. How many know God doesn't have power shortages? All of a sudden the lights in heaven go, whoa. What happened? A million prayers all at once. No. He's not taxed. He's all powerful. He's holding together every situation we're in and the universe by the power of his word. And he is, his spirit lives in you. In you. Come on, own it. Own it for yourself. Amen? He's the helper. He's the aider, the assistant. The best word I've found is helper. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, verse 17. Whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. And how many know he's in you now? So he's the spirit of truth. He's the spirit of truth. This word also means what is true in any matter under consideration as opposed to feigned, fictitious, or false. Truth, the word truth means in reality or certainly. So if you want to see a situation correctly, you need to hear from who? The Holy Spirit. 
Because he'll show you the situation in what? Reality. I see things in reality because I have the Holy Spirit. How about you? Amen? So we see in verse 18, we're not left as orphans. You're not, chi- you're not parentless. You're not fatherless. In other words, the Holy Spirit gives us the love and guidance that a child would receive in a healthy family from their father or mother. And I need to qualify this also. Every person, even if they were raised in a very, very godly family, needs the Holy Spirit active in their life. No human can take the place of God in our lives. Amen? So we have the Holy Spirit. Skip down to verse 25. Paul, or Jesus says this. He says, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. Verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I what? Give to you, not as the world gives to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Somebody say it with me. I will not let my heart be afraid. People will say this. They'll say, well, I can't control that. That's not what Jesus said. Those aren't my words. And people say, well, what do you do if you feel afraid? I say, heart, you can't be afraid. I say, 1 John 4, 18, perfected love casts out all means all. Amen? Well, how could that be? Because I'm not drawing from the resource of my circumstance. I'm drawing from the resource of heaven. Not my circumstance, my resurrection. Amen? (laughs) Verse 26, that helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send, he will teach you all things. He'll bring all things to your remembrance. Jesus said this. He said, and we'll look at it here in just a second. But he said, it is to your advantage that I go away. How many would think if you, how many of of you have ever heard this? You've heard people say, man, if I could have just lived when Jesus did. And yet Jesus said out of his own mouth that it's to your advantage that he's gone. Who are you going to agree with? (laughs) I'm going to agree with Jesus. I heard Jesse Duplantis say this one time. I thought it was funny. He can probably get away with it because he's not a pastor. So he leaves right after he's done. But he said that either you're lying or God's lying. I pick you. Ah, glory to God. I love it. How many know if you find yourself saying something opposite of what Jesus said, you need to change? Amen? You need to make that change. And you have the Holy Spirit in you to help you. He teaches you all things. This is the one who came. This is the one who's here. He's here now. The Holy Spirit teaches you. And you're at an advantage He brings all things to your remembrance, which means you don't have a bad memory because the Holy Spirit never forgets. Now, some of you are frustrated because you're searching your gray matter. (laughs) Come on, think about it. (laughs) You're searching your gray matter and you should be searching the Holy Spirit. Come on, how many like Google? You type it in, search, right? How many know that's not you searching? No, I did it. No, there's a search engine. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate 
search engine. <laughs> yeah, he won't lie to you or censor you. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't. No, he does. He just. He he. <laughs> now you. I need to be in the flow of the spirit here. <laughs> All right. He brings to your remembrance, which means to remind quietly or suggest to the memory. So the Holy Spirit does what? He, he suggests to my memory what I need to know concerning where I left my keys. <laughs> Is that too practical? <laughs> All right. The, the Holy Spirit, he suggests to your memory. How many have had this happen? I have it happen all the time. I'm like, Lord, where is that? And I'll go, sometimes I'll go along for hours and then my mind will be distracted. And all of a sudden, I'll see a picture in my mind of a place that I was and I go back to it and there's my keys right there. Amen? What is that? That's a reminding quietly, a suggestion to the memory. Now, I'm okay with you saying I forgot as long as you don't get into I'll never remember. Right? Because the Holy Spirit always remembers, so there's no reason why you can't have it come back to you. It's not you remembering, it's Him bringing it back to your memory. You're not digging. Come on, hear me now. Some of you need to make this connection right here. You're not, it's not coming from within your resources, it's coming from within God's. The reason why some of you are, are frustrated with that is because you're, you're putting your expectation in yourself. You need to put it in God. Amen. Amen? Okay. All right. I just want to make sure we clear that up. Amen? Okay. Skip down to John 16 and we'll wrap up here. Let's go over to John 16. I want to do more in John 15, but it'll be there next week. In the week after. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I think I want to go to John 16. Hallelujah. All right, verse 5. He says, But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask, Where are you going? Verse 6. But because I said to you these things, uh, said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Is that the truth? For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Sometimes, you know, one person has to depart for the next person to show up. Because everybody's got a job, right? All right. To your advantage. The word advantage means this. The implication is to be better for to be more profitable. The word means to bring together. So, we, so as we look at this word, we see that Jesus was speaking of the fact that his leaving, leaving us would restore what we lost in the Garden of Eden. Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection brought Holy Spirit and human spirits back together again. We are now at a what? Advantage. Now, I'm going to use this illustration. I've used it many times, but it works every single time. It's one thing for you to sit next to, to, to somebody, okay? It's one thing for Jody to sit next to Mike right here in the front, okay? It's another thing if Mike or Jody is inside of Mike.
I'll just let it sit there for a minute. You say, that sounds weird. (laughs) But see, that's what happened when Holy Spirit came into you. In other words, it's one thing if Jesus is here in the flesh. It's another thing if you are now melded together one with his spirit. And the two shall become. In other words, when Adam sinned, God's nature and whose nature came in. Satan's right. Come on, if Jesus looked at the religious, we live in a world today, oh my goodness. People say, there's good in everybody. Have you watched the news? Why do people run around saying this blatant lie? Well, you're not for them if you point that out. No, I'm for them, so I point that out. Don't use the spirit of Antichrist on me. I know the spirit of Christ. I know his, 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 the, the Antichrist ways of twisting things all up. Well, there is good in everybody. Really? Then why do you need to be born again? The scripture says God is good. And unless you have his nature in you, you are not. Oh. Well, everybody's got good in them. Everybody could do good. That doesn't mean they have it in them. (laughs) Oh, I'm just messing with some stuff this morning by the Spirit of God. There are people that are just frustrated about that. Jesus looked at the religious leaders of his day. These are the chief religious people. They are the most staunch religious. They are so rigid and formal and follow everything down to the little minutest punctuation point of the law and he looked at him and he said you're of your father the devil oh that's good preaching i don't care whether you like it or not how many know that there are that we live in the culture today of psychology christianity and it's just continued on and on and on and on listen god's not saying you have to remain the child of the devil but if you is you is. I, I was. You say, how did you get out of it? I received Jesus. Amen. If people, oh, there's good in everybody. I don't know. Breaking out windows of stores for just because there's a, a protest going on doesn't seem like good. Destroying people's property, running around, uh, 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 being a part of things that are total chaos does not seem like good. I saw a video this morning. They're burning Bibles in Portland. Now, God's not in heaven going, what what are we going to (laughs) do? They're burning the book. No, I don't think it should be done, okay? So I'm not for it. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that why would you, what spirit is motivating you to burn God's word? But there's good in everybody. No, I only have good in me now because God's in me. I, om, I only have, I'm only one with the, with the spirit of God because the, the Lord, he, he 
was, he was crucified, he was buried, and he was raised from the dead. And, and what took place in that? That it opened the door for me to be able to, as a person who's created in God's image with a free will and the ability to respond to the Holy Spirit, that door opened the Spirit to come to me and me to the Spirit. And when I came into a place where I was under conviction by the Holy Spirit, the convincing of the Holy Spirit, that even though I had done some horrendous things and performed egregious sinful acts. Maybe I didn't get caught by you. But God said, Sean, you're of your father, the devil. You need me. And I went, yeah, I think so. I think I'll give my life to you before the enemy snuffs me out. And what took place? In Jesus' leaving, I was brought into a place of what? Advantage. What is the definition of advantage? To bring together again. Now I can be what? Brought into unity with the Holy Spirit. So when I was born again, I didn't just get a ticket to heaven so that when I get to the pearly gates and Peter's standing there, if you're religious, and, <laughs> and he says, hmm, you have a ticket? What's your name? You'll probably, you know, have a mask on with a shield. I mean, the... <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Hey, we, he, there'll be angels, you know, and they're like, where's your ticket? And I pull it out and go, see, here it is. What will actually happen is they'll realize that the spirit of heaven. I got the ticket inside. I walk up, and the gates have an automatic on them. Woo. Why? Because they go, the resurrection. Because <laughs> I'm identified in heaven. Not only that, the Lord put heaven in me. And so people say, you know, when the, the whole... Uh, the virus thing started and everything, and I actually was talking to somebody. I've heard this many times. I didn't realize it was going as far as it was when I said it. But I was thinking about it, and I heard this years ago. People said, well, aren't you afraid that you're going to die? And I heard a minister say, you're not going to scare me with heaven. I'm not wondering where I'm going. I know where I'm going. If there's any wonder in you, you need to get that settled today. You don't, need to, you don't need to play with that one. This is forever. And you say, how? How do you do that? You receive Christ. You don't, there is no wonder in me about where I'm going. I don't wonder if I have a relationship with the Lord. Ever. I won't even let wonder in my mind. I kick it out. You say, how do you do that? I'll tell you, and then we'll close with this. 2 Corinthians 5. I'll tell you why, how I got into relationship with the Lord and how I stayed there. For one, I won't leave him ever. You say, yeah, but you've made mistakes. <laughs> I didn't get saved on my good performance. <laughs> so I ain't going to lose it by making mistakes. Come on, somebody better say amen. That's the grace of God right there. You the same way. <laughs> All right? 
You say, do you sin like you used to 23 years ago? No, because I'm growing up in him. It has been many, 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 many years since I've cussed somebody out real good. Or real bad, however you want to look at it. (laughs) You say, after you were saved. Yes. You say, how is that possible? Well, I have a new nature, but I still have flesh. If you doubt yours, just wait for the rest of the day. Somebody will poke it. All right. <laughs> Somebody will. Like I heard Jesse Duplantis said, I don't know why. I just I haven't even watched him or listened to him. Anyway, he said, nobody can drive me up a tree like Kathy, and that's his wife. <laughs> he said, nobody can make me mad like my wife. And then he said, and nobody can make her mad like me drive her up a tree and then he goes he said the thing is we're both in the same tree (laughs) and he said we're not switching trees (laughs) so you say how do you stay in the same tree the love of god it never fails amen you'll have less tree driving the more you walk in love okay Verse 16, 2 Corinthians 5, 16, Therefore, from now on, we regard no man according to the flesh. So I don't know if you're saved or not by your flesh. Even though, I don't even care if you're sitting in the room. I don't know you're saved because you're sitting here. You're just in a church building. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. Notice not through good works. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So not only am I reconciled now, I now have the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, I have the ministry of going to you and telling you that God is not mad at you and he's not holding your sins against you. You say, he's not. No, he's not. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. And then Paul goes on to say, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. You say, what is that? I'm telling you today, if you're not born again, God is not mad at you. He's not holding your sins against you. You are not in a place where you can't. He's opened the door wide. Amen? So watch. He says this. The word of reconciliation, verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Say, I'm an ambassador. As though God were pleading through us. God pleads through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. You say, how do you know you're going to heaven? Because He made Him who knew no sin to be sin on my behalf, that I might become the what? The righteousness of God in Him. How many know that Jesus has access to the Father? How many would like the same access? then receive Jesus. That's it. People say, that's it. I don't have to like, you know, you know, feed starving children and 
That's exactly true. You don't. Now, once his nature's in you, you'll want to feed starving children. (laughs) Amen. But you're not, I don't do good works because I'm trying to earn my place into heaven. I do it because heaven has been placed within me. Amen. (laughs) You have the Holy Spirit. He's here. Next week, we're going to look at more. But you have the Holy Spirit. He leads you and guides you into all truth. He brings all things to your remembrance. He shows you things to come. I didn't even get into that. You're at an advantage right now. You're not at a disadvantage. And if you're not born again or if you're backslidden, you can get it right right now. You say, how do I do that? You believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to give an opportunity for you to pray that pr- a prayer with me where you're at if, you're not, if you don't know for sure. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about if you have a question in your heart. You're like, oh, I don't know. I thought, but I want to make sure. I'm not talking about you're the member of a church. I'm not talking about you're a member of a social club and you do good things. There's only one way to get into heaven. There's only one way for heaven to get into you, and that's to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ And confess him as your savior and Lord. You have to believe on him. And when that takes place. Everything that we looked at today. As far as the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and lives in your heart. And you want to have a knowing about that. And you feel a stirring in your heart. Faith wise for that. If you want to pray a prayer with me. I'm not going to have you come up. I'm going to have you pray right where you're at. With everybody together. But I want you to just raise your hand where you're at. And I'll acknowledge that. And then we can pray together. If that's you, if you know, you know, if you're not sure, I just want to make sure, or if you've never received the Lord. So I just want to give you that opportunity and I'll have the ushers look. If that's you, just raise your hand where you're at and we'll pray together. Amen. Well, Father, we do. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit. We know that you're working. Thank you, Lord, that you're working. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're convincing and that you're ministering to people in this room right now and that you have imparted your word. Lord, we purpose to be doers of your word and not hearers only. Lord, as you spoke to us even during the worship time, manifestations are on the way. We're so grateful. We're so thankful. And we'll do our best, Lord. To give you all the praise, honor, and glory in every conversation, every good and perfect gift that comes down from the Father of lights. When the world asks about it, when our friends ask about it, when our uh, brothers and sisters in Christ ask about it, we'll give you the glory for all of it. We won't talk about ourselves. We'll talk about you. We'll honor and brag on you. So we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for your goodness and your ministry to us today. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said. Amen. So if you'd stand with me after service, if you need prayer for anything, we'll have altar workers on both sides. If you'd like prayer, um, if you have any uh, other questions, prayer needs, things like that, you can ask and speak to them. Don't forget, if you're a visitor, go by the first, the welcome table. You can get a t-shirt and we bless you guys and we'll see the youth on Wednesday night and see you next Sunday. God bless you guys. Have a great week. All right. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.